0: You're listening to the best of the TomBernardShow.com Brought to you by Bradshaw and
1: Bryant Who, me? me? <laughs> well,
2: I'd like to really know thing if thing I was married to a horror piece of shit, <laughs> shit. <laughs> You oh, could just look at her license
1: My
2: Special stripe <laughs> That
1: was amazing Oh there. my gosh
3: Coming by sweet corn, potatoes, onions, pickles
1: everybody to another episode of the best of the tom bernard podcast brought to you as always by bradshaw and bryant kicking off the show this week we had comedian joe liston studio living for the moment next
0: Hey, thanks. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Things are going really well today. Called you here today for a bit of bad news. I like it. We're making Joe nervous as hell. (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: I'm happy to be
3: here. Uh, (laughs) Well, we're happy to have you. You don't
2: remember this song?
3: Yeah, I do it. Ohio, Ohio players. Ohio players. Ohio See, players, I tied it baby. into
0: the oh, shirt. Nice. Oh, there you go. Say, <laughs> so, didn't the guy get killed on a roller coaster? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yes. right. Yes. They tried to claim on this. "Roller Coaster" was a song by Ohio Players. Oh, and there's yeah. there's a person yeah. screaming as a roller coaster goes up. Yeah, that person got killed.
2: Like, oh, that's oh. funny. It doesn't
4: make any
0: like. He fell out of the roller coaster. Yeah, they whatever. would. Uh, yeah, what what they said
4: it? that like a, someone got murdered in the studio while right. they were recording, and they just yes. But,
6: <laughs> How does
4: that explanation make more sense <laughs> they, they, than they, they're not even on roller coasters? They, they right. had Thank one. Much,
3: they too. had one album called Skin, Skin, and she was wrapped on the cover. It was always this woman. Ooh, like she women. was wrapped in a uh, boa constrictor, and they claimed that she was killed by the boa oh, constrictor. Yeah, oh. that's right. And then wow. the next album was called Honey, and there was honey poured all over, and she supposedly suffocated because it. Jeez. Skin couldn't breathe. This you know. band killed a lot of people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my
0: God, That's exactly um, right, you know. killing everybody. Let's well, kill one person per album, mm-hmm. and then. So, what did you grow up listening to?
2: I'm a big classic rock guy. I've always been Are a you? rock guy. Yeah, Stones and uh, Beatles and Zeppelin and the Who, and then '90s rock. I came up '90s rock like Pearl Jam, Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, mm-hmm. all those bands.
0: Pearl Jam was damn good.
2: Yeah, I've seen uh, Pearl Jam forty-one times live. Oh, I'm a bit of you've obsessed. seen him forty-one times. Yeah, yeah, I love Pearl Jam. You ever I've seen him seen.
0: In his hot in his
2: army helmet? Um, no, that was like too young for me. That was early on in the, oh, the Lollapalooza days, ninety two or so. Oh, yeah, that's but true, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I've seen Eddie Vedder a few times solo. Yeah, I love God, that's phenomenal. the big Pearl Jam guy. Yeah, are you
0: like a Metallica guy too?
2: Not Metallica as Not much. much. I like Metallica, like I respect, but I, I just don't have the mood of like a da 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 da. I just it don't is have that. Strident I don't know when <laughs> to listen to that. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of bands, I'm like, I'm really into this, but I'm like, I just don't have like that. Young anger or anything to be like,
0: man, yeah, that's a problem, Joe. The devil, so, whatever. The not devil that. coming to get you.
2: Yeah, not that. Uh, not that Metallica's devil music, but you know, like, yeah. I just yeah. don't. I just
0: realized something. When I can't sleep, it's because I listen to Metallica before I go to bed. <laughs> you just made the point to me. It kind of jacks up <laughs> a little
2: bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I get it. Like I Enter Sandman, if I hear it on the. Not that I listen to I a lot of radio anymore, song. but yeah, yeah, that, mm-hmm. that's great. I and, love um, that song. But there was a time when I was into Metallica. I just, like I said, I just don't have
0: King Nothing. You like King got Nothing?
2: nothing. That's like a. That was like a little later, right? Yeah, it was. It um, was from uh, Load. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Load was the one they were like, everyone was like, they sold out, man.
0: Yeah, they also put like blood and sperm on the cover. Yeah, I remember
2: hearing yeah, that, that also. And crazy. that killed somebody. Somebody drank it and died. Somebody drank the blood and then they got
1: AIDS and died. The yeah, Ohio yeah. Players exactly. came over to the
3: Metallica yeah. studio and <laughs> <laughs> they killed a few um, people. There was one other album, Fire. And that's Fire. when she burned up in the house. Oh,
2: right, oh she burned God. in the house. It's right. the same
3: lady. She kept,
0: right. coming, she back kept coming
2: back.
3: back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wow, she kept coming back from the test. Tough Absolutely. lady. Yeah, I well, <laughs> would imagine that's probably true.
2: But yeah, I just saw the Stones a few weeks ago on the on the oh, tour. Did? Yeah, at oh, uh, Gillette so he's, Stadium. He,
0: he's okay now.
2: Yeah, they're fine. I mean, like they were. Good. It's it's definitely they're seventy six years old. Like, it's no. a good show, but it's definitely yeah. Like Mick gets a little out of breath, and uh, he has to kind oh. of sing a little differently. We well, just had a heart deal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, everything Everybody slowed worries. down a little bit. Like "Paint It Black" was kind of like "I See a Red." <laughs> 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 Whew, i would like for it to be a little sad but- painted black <laughs> like you feel it like, it's like not like it used to have like that the original but it feels almost like a punk song it's like right, it does doo, do, do. Do, 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 but uh <laughs> it's definitely a little slowed down and they're old but it was still exciting you know well we're seeing it i thought so yeah it was fun definitely
0: man i tell you uh I, it's been a long time since i've seen the rolling stones now but last time i saw them Mick works a runway. It, he never stops moving. It's amazing.
2: No, it's it's still like that. It's crazy. It is really. I think they would actually function better as just like a straight blues band now, because like they play a couple of blues numbers and it's great. Like if they just right. stood there and were just like kind of jamming and playing those slow blues numbers, but instead they're kind of running all over the place. You're like, stop
0: running, catch your breath, and just kind of focus. <laughs> yeah. Do yourself a favor if you've never. You ever heard the album Out of Our Heads?
2: Yeah, yeah, of course.
0: Well, it's one of the greatest albums ever recorded. Yeah,
2: I mean, My I'm a huge... God, it's a great album. Huge Stones guy, yeah. I Are love you? it, yeah.
0: All the way back to Satisfaction.
2: Yeah, I love that early stuff. I love uh, <laughs> December's Children, all that stuff. And um, um,
0: Were you happy when they killed Brian Jones?
2: Yeah, I think that he deserved to uh, pass away. <laughs> <of the> <laughs> players, um,
0: went to the Ohio Players house and...
2: No, no, he was a. Uh, uh, he was phenomenal. He was amazing. But I think their best, for me, the best stuff was the Mick Taylor years, those yeah, big, um, yeah. those big four albums there.
0: Yeah, hell of, a, hell of a player. Ronnie Wood's okay?
2: I love Ronnie, yeah. Uh, he's, very <laughs> he's very likable. <laughs> I think he still likeable. smokes, too.
0: He actually is a really good guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, seems is,
2: like, a, seems he like a good guy. Um, I've never
0: met Mick. I, I, our former governor, Tim Palenti, was in, uh, I believe he's at the Taj Mahal. Yeah. I think that's where he was. And he was standing next to... Now, Tim's about 6'2", something like that. And he was standing next to Mick Jagger, whose girlfriend, he said, is at least a foot taller than he is. Oh, wow. And he said, Mick is about 4'10". Oh, my said, <laughs> he's just really tiny guy. Yeah. He's got that, that, oh, that whole... Deal. I do remember now, this is... I was 11, mm-hmm. and they announced this new band, the Rolling Stones. We're going to play some Rolling Stones for you. And this guy was uh, explaining the song before he hit it. He said, uh, I think you're going to, of course, you talked like this, you know, back in those days. Of Everybody course. talked like this on the radio. And ladies and gentlemen, the Rolling Uglies. <laughs> really? He referred to them as the Rolling Uglies. Oh, right? wow. <laughs>
2: Jesus. <Jeez, laughs> it's, it's a little
0: harsh.
5: <laughs>
2: oh, was he making fun of them? I thought it was like oh, a yeah. typo. Oh, no, I no, see. No, he
0: was making fun of how oh, ugly I gotcha. they were. Oh, wow. Well, you know, <laughs> they did look a little bedraggled at times. But, yeah.
2: You know. But then uh, sex symbols very quickly. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I remember at 11 years old, I was like, what the hell is it? Why did he say that? Yeah, yeah. I, know, I didn't care for it. I do remember that. Right. But that was a hell of an era, man. With the Rolling Stones, the Beatles, Muhammad Ali. I mean, you get on a list. Man, a lot of things happened in the early 60s. Yeah. It's very, very cool. So you were born what year? 82. 82. <laughs> Andy, he's four <laughs> years older than you. Yes. It all works out in the end.
3: 82. 82. Sure does. I was a young college man, man.
0: You were down. I was, that was my first go around at KQRS before I got fired. Then I came back in 86. <laughs> hmm. Did you even know that, Brandon? I, I was there know. once I, before. No, I didn't know that. Yep. Uh, one of my coworkers stole another worker's purse, and I said, man, give him the purse back. And they wouldn't do it. So I got, I got a little r- rough with the whole deal, hmm. and they fired me. Oh, jeez. I don't know you got to show them what's <laughs> going on over <laughs> there, JB. <laughs> <laughs> came <it> right. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, she's getting robbed, and I help her, and I get fired. What
3: the hell is oh, yeah.
2: that? That doesn't that, seem fair. That,
3: that's happened to me the only time I've been fired. Really? Uh, working at, I was home for a summer, working at McDonald's. Mickey D. And whack somebody Donald. did not. Wack Arnold. <laughs> Wack Arnold. Somebody <laughs> didn't mop the floor correctly, and a oh, gal slipped. Oh, jeez. In the back kitchen area, and I can see her knee starting to swell. So I grabbed, I had some first aid training. I grabbed a plastic bag, put ice on her knee. And this the managers told me to take it off. I'd be fired because I was messing with his insurance. Oh, God. Weird. And God. I said, I'm not taking it off. She's hurt. So, I mean, to the point where we had to call an ambulance in and all that stuff. Hmm. And the... Bag of ice was sitting next to her when they showed up, and the first question was, "Why isn't the ice on her knee?" you go. Right. <laughs> and I just turned and looked at him, and he just turned his back to me at that point.
0: Oh, jeez! Should have said, "And then I cancel your insurance,"
3: <laughs> and he fired you for that. And then he fired me; he wouldn't have me back. Oh,
0: wow! That guy yeah, seems sure, a good. I'm sure it was that. That's the reason he got fired.
3: you. <laughs> 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 no. That's all right. The next summer I worked for the U.S. Attorney's Office. I, so do I remember
0: that,
5: yes.
2: I could
3: roll back in and look at him like. I'm bust your
2: ass. So you're <laughs> saying that's better than McDonald's? That's yeah. Just <laughs> <that's, that's, that's laughs> <good. He's laughs> want to confirm. Yes. yes. That's Way better than McDonald's. Yeah. I'm, I'm
3: happy to hear that. I was uh, a fit.
2: Yeah. For those oh, two wow. summers, yeah. he
3: was a Fed. I still think I still have the ID from
2: it. Oh, that's nice. Because
3: <laughs> <laughs> it got me. I got pulled. You still off. have your FBI or whatever the hell it is ID. The U- U.S. Attorney's Office. The U.S. Attorney's Office. do not you help me then? Wow. I was oh, that's uh, a in a wallet. Cu- hey, what is that wallet? I carry in my front pocket though. Yeah, well,
0: I, I, I carry my wallet in my front pocket yeah, yeah. also. That's from your, because you're from Boston. That's Popeye. from my,
2: my 1996 Washington, D.C. trip, <laughs> our, our school trip. They are like, keep your wallet in the front. I've done it ever since. Oh, wow. Well, my, um, really? my, um,
3: some buddies of mine Why not they, they put your picture on here? And my picture is on <laughs> here. <laughs> some buddies and I were wow. in a car and we were, you know, yes, people, this was the 80s, so calm down. We were yelling out the window at some gals. And we got pulled over in Clayton. In, Mizzou-
0: oh, that was not—that was not smart thinking on your part. I want you to know so, that.
3: So the cop goes,
0: JB.
6: <laughs> oh, <nice>. oh,
0: wow. <laughs> So the cop goes... He says his picture's on there, but I don't see it. <laughs> they could have used a flash.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Joe, you
5: right <laughs> <in> stride now, <laughs> well. That's
3: phenomenal. You're right <laughs> in stride. Uh, so love it. So the cop <laughs> asked for ID. <clears throat> my friends are throwing their driver's license on the car. And yeah. all of a sudden, it popped in my head. Oh, use, use that. I whipped this oh, out because oh, I knew man. if he would abuse us, he,
0: he knew. I whipped this out, I looked over at you.
3: <laughs> anyway. He knew that I knew the people that were going to oh, prosecute his butt. Right. right, right. So I threw that down. You're unbelievable. <laughs> and, he, and he looked at it, and he looked at the back, and he looked at it, and he goes, shut up and get out of here. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's
2: you got to play the cards. You oh, yeah. yeah, you do. It's a smart so,
0: move. Smart move.
2: I would still. i I'd that idea out now. If I got pulled over, if I were you,
0: once you give it to him? let them you know. <laughs> Officer, I'd want you to know this is me. <laughs> this is me right here. Did you always know you wanted to be a comedian?
2: Yeah, definitely. I real, kind of really, really so. young. Yeah, uh, you've always been funny, haven't you? I think so. Yeah, I always wanted to do it. I always wanted to be funny. I mean, I was really shy, like painfully shy, when I was a it's kid. A way to break through. But um, yeah, I definitely want. I remember when I grew up, like the eighties. Uh, Late 80s, early 90s, it was like always on, like A&E had uh, comedy, MTV had comedy, VH1 and VH1 Spotlight. So it was just like constantly uh, there. And then Carlin was doing all those HBO things. Right. So it was like, um, it was so prominent.
0: You grew up in that sweet spot for comedy, Richard Pryor and George Carlin. My
3: God. Yeah, it was exciting. Steve Martin was breaking at that point. Yeah, he was. A lot of really good stuff. Rodney was, Rodney Rodney was... um, God. People were
2: really starting to yeah. find
3: out about Rodney Dangerfield. There was yeah. a lot of people.
2: The problem was that the uh, comedy <laughs> boom ended right before I started right. doing comedy. Well, then <laughs> so he I did. Started with he brought it back. It ended. So yeah, so yeah. Good. Well, now it's booming even no, more than the you. 80s, it feels like. Joe List uh, said
0: he's coming in, so we've got to get it back rolling. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, I, like <laughs> I appreciate it. You it, right. it up.
0: No, yeah, why not? But, but seriously, looking back at that, man, you when you were like five, six years old, it was really hot.
2: Yeah, yeah, that was like late eighties or into the early nineties. Was like 90s, it was like yeah. crazy, but then it kind of it got too much, which I think might be I happening remember. now, where there's like you just meet thousands of comedians. Right, and you know, like, it's
0: really funny you bring that up because we were we're talking about that whole situation, and you know, some can do this and some can do that. It didn't used to have the restrictions on it that it does now, right? So you know, like the Booker at, at the morning show. Like, did you were you not were you not able to come in to do the morning show? I came yeah. in yesterday, so afternoon. Oh, like I, right. I just did yeah, thir- yeah I came yeah, in the afternoon, understand. so. Yeah, see, and that happens too. Yeah, see, so you know, it just makes it—it's a different business now.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Oh, definitely, it's weird. I'm well, glad it's,
0: you came into this show. That's
2: terrific. I appreciate. It. I'm glad to be here. I have nothing to do. So, oh, <laughs> well, it's what a
0: compliment. I know. Well, I mean, I mean, I as much as this sucks, it's better than doing nothing. Well, there was those are two
2: separate thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Period. New paragraph. I New had nothing paragraph. to do today. Um, <laughs> But no, oh, I'm happy man. to be here, and my wife is here also. But she and she's a comedian, but she passed fully, so you should be angry at her. <laughs> she <laughs> said, been, what? "My wife is a comedian, and she's yeah. opening for me." Oh, she is. And they said, "Hey, bring her along," and she was like, "Nah, I don't want to."
5: What is she oh, out she shopping?
2: Were. So um, oh, She, she <laughs> might be shopping. She's older than me. She's forty-one. <laughs> she's old, 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 the old, the old woman. <laughs> yeah, she's gross old. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, Joe? I'm kidding. She'll never. Well, hear so, that. what's her name? Her name is Sarah Talamash. Ptolemish? Uh, Ptolemish. I think that's Scottish. Um, oh, Scottish, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah descent, but she's actually, she was born in South Africa, actually, her father's South African, so she really? can never be president. That, and she's a woman, so... Wow, yeah, well, yeah uh,
5: she's she uh, um, Is
0: she from Boston as well?
2: No, no, she's from Houston. I mean, she was born in South Africa and grew up in Houston. Wait
0: a minute, she's Scottish, born in South Africa and moved to Houston? Yeah, she's got a lot, mm-hmm. she wears a lot of hats, she lives in New
2: York. <laughs> yeah, she lives in New York. Yeah. 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 Are you, well, 41 in 41 years, years, you can get a lot in. I yeah. well, that's, wow, that's true. Uh, uh, so you live in New York now? Live in New York, and yeah. We're, we're in New York. In Queens, in Astoria.
0: Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, I love it. Well, I do, too. We used to live at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in Manhattan. thought it was
2: phenomenal. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's getting I just, extremely expensive.
0: Matter of fact, I, I was doing voiceover and I lived there, and every commercial you heard throughout your entire, entire childhood, that was me going, Copley Place in Boston. Oh, wow. I was always going, Copley Place in Boston.
2: Oh, that's, what do you think of that? What's that?
0: Faneuil Hall. It's a like a building. Oh, okay. <laughs> It's a shopping center or something, isn't it? Yeah, or, yeah. Well, it's fa- a bunch of different things. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I ever did was work. Still, that's all I ever do. It's terrible. You see the this horrible, you know, Brandon's just like, I know, man. It's just really bad. He <laughs> feels sorry for me. No. I think it's phenomenal. So, so where did you meet your
2: wife? I met her just in comedy. I don't remember actually meeting her. I, I, you, you always want, like, <laughs> I used to be. I, I quit. I, I quit, but that is why I don't remember. Yeah. But so, everyone has, like, these great, you know, meeting stories. And, right, like, she right. was just a girl. She was a comic that I just kind of knew. And then. so you uh, already knew who she was. Yeah, we kind of cool. we met someone. She remembers kind of meeting me, but it was just kind of like another comic I had met. And then I just always remember her being around. And then we lived two blocks away from each other. that's cool. And we kind of, our singleness synced up. Like she got single, I got single. And then we just kind of thought, well, why don't we just have sex? (laughs) And then uh, we did. And then we were two blocks apart. So you're like, we can't break up. We're going to be bumping into each other. Yeah, yeah. And then so then you just kept dating. And then after a while, you're like, all right, well, now it's too late to break up. We might as well get married. And here we are. And matter of fact, today is our two-year anniversary. We got married two years ago today. It must, be going,
0: must uh, be going well if she didn't want to spend the day with you. I'm doing you. a radio show. Um, yeah, think about that, though. She didn't want to come. What does that tell you? I Jill?
2: don't know. Well, I don't know if it says... Uh, I don't it's know what you it says, or me. But.
0: It's one of the two of us.
2: Well, today is our... We got married in the at City Hall, and then we had a big wedding uh, ceremony on the 19th. So that's like our real anniversary. The but today years. is the day we officially got married. That's
0: cool. Two years ago.
2: Two years ago, that's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because I, I got married, I was 30 the hell was I 33 maybe 34 so about the same age you when yeah a little little younger
2: yeah I was 35 yeah
0: yeah because we're we're uh, we're kind of a different situation because I met my wife Andy's mother uh and she's eight years younger than me and so we went out well she interviewed me actually I was because I was doing the voiceover thing she was, yeah. wanted to she was in college and we were interviewing about the voiceover thing so we did that and then we had dinner and I just was having a ball telling jokes and screwing around, and she was laughing her ass off. And it ended up she she loved the fact that, that I could make her laugh. Yeah. But the only reason I was doing that is figuring, I didn't figure I had a shot anyway, so I didn't really care.
2: Right, right. You
0: know what I mean? There was no pressure. Was yeah. Like, yeah, good. Hey, here
2: you go. Yeah, that's the best way to that's like auditions and stuff. Yeah, it's, that's kind of the, to, <laughs> it's the best way to do It's like <laughs> exactly the end of right. Shawshank when Morgan Freeman's like, I don't really give a, a hoot, and that's how he gets we know, accepted. Yeah. No. Shit. Well, shit. We'll be right back. (laughs) Joe
0: List. Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
1: That was Joe List on the Best of. Should mention the Minnesota Renaissance Festival opens this weekend. Uh, Check it out. It's fun, usually. Uh, Coming up next, we had. Director Anthony C. Ferrante. From zombie title waves to Sharknadoes, he covers it all.
6: Next!
0: We are back in the saddle, ladies and gentlemen. LA Nick is here, Andy's here, Anthony C. Ferrante, our special guest. How you doing, Anthony?
4: I'm doing great. How you
0: guys doing? I'm doing Good. extremely well. I just, uh, this morning I, I, I did a movie trailer for Anthony C. Ferrante, so, uh, you know, I told him his next movie, I'll have to do the movie trailer for him, and it worked like a charm. Sci-fi shark-themed Off the Deep End weekend features premiere of Zombie Tidal Wave starring Ian Ziering. Sci-Fi Unleashes Off the Deep End Weekend. It is this Saturday, August 17th, and Sunday, August 18th, featuring all your favorite sci-fi shark movies, which means all your favorite Anthony C. Ferrante movies, the real
4: ones anyway. Right, Anthony? (laughs) Yeah, we got all the Sharknado. That's that's the important one. (laughs) I love the Sharknado. Sharknado
0: is a great movie. (laughs) Yeah, L.A. Nick is here. I
7: like Sharknado.
0: I do, too. Thank you. Well, they're just... Anthony, you and I have talked about this many times before. I just like the fact that it's over the top and it makes it fun. It's beautifully shot. I mean, the whole thing... I, I just... Ian Ziering does a great job in them. They're just a lot of fun. They're a ton of fun to watch. It's entertainment. Yep. It's, it's pure entertainment. Indeed. That's exactly right. Well,
4: that's the goal. You know, that's that's the whole plan of when we do these. Like, look, if we're having fun, then the audience is going to have fun. And, you know, we 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 try to... Try to be as outrageous and crazy and fun as possible. And I was and, a, and there's no rules. I was oh. a skeptic at first. I'm like, that's gonna be stupid. But Oh it was, I know. I was I was mm, skeptic I at saying. first. Yeah, but it's sure.
0: not, it's
7: entertaining when you watch it.
0: Indeed it's true. I love your new your new title, by the way. I I, I didn't even know this was a thing, but um zombie title wave. Again, Saturday, August 17th, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 8 p.m. Central. A zombie-slinging tidal wave hits a small town causing maritime mayhem. Stars Ian Ziering, who also produces and directed by... You ready for this? Directed by Sharknado franchise Helmer. What do you think of that title, Anthony?
4: I think that's a pretty amazing title there. <laughs> it
0: really is. I think it's a wonderful title. Aren't you the franchise Helmer for Sharknado. So, um, tell me about zombie tidal wave. It all starts, so, so zombies are, where, do they fall into the ocean? Are they at the bottom of the ocean? What happens?
4: Well, it, it starts off, uh, we're, it's set in a, uh, U.S. territory, a, a fictitious one we call Emrys Bay, okay. E-M-R-Y-S. Uh, if you look that up, it, it stands for immortal. Of course, there has to be an in-joke <laughs> for everything. Right. Uh, and, uh. Basically, uh, there's, there's something going on at the bottom of the ocean and there are, uh, are, you know, some undead things down there that get sucked up into a tidal wave and it splashes onto the emerald shore and you end up with, uh, you know, total zombie mayhem. So it's, it's pretty cool.
0: No, Anthony, do you live in, in California?
4: Yeah, I live in Los Angeles. Okay.
0: So I can ask you this without breaking any laws or anything. um, do you drink alcohol or or smoke pot at all? Because you come up with some pretty amazing ideas. That do you do that when you're straight? That's pretty good.
4: Yeah, actually, that's. I always tell people that's the thing that uh, that 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 is that we do these movies without being under the influence of drugs and alcohol, and that's what should really <laughs> scare you. You're unbelievable.
0: That's uh, <laughs> very funny.
4: Yeah. This, this is sober filmmaking. Can you imagine what unsober filmmaking would be? <laughs> oh okay.
0: well, John Houston pretty much was. Well, that's it? rare in Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah, that
4: is rare in Los <laughs> Angeles,
0: probably. Uh, I should mention, by the way, also airing Sharknado, Sharknado two, the second one, Sharknado three. Oh hell no, Sharknado the fourth awakens, Sharknado fifth, 5, uh, five, excuse me, global swarming, and then the last Sharknado. It's about time, right? I didn't know there was six yep. of them. Oh, no, there there are a lot more, but but those are the ones that Anthony's. Because Zombie Shark, shark, Sharktopus, Sharktopus versus Terracuda. And I, by the way, if I am ever <laughs> born again, if I come back again, I want my name to be Terracuda. I love that name. Yeah. Terracuda is a great name. It really is. Atomic Shark, damn Sharks, Five-Headed Shark, Six-Headed Shark, Frenzy, Megalodon. You know it's funny about that? We mentioned this yesterday, Ian, and my son Andrew was the producer on the show here. Uh, And he said, I I told him about five-headed shark and six-headed shark, and Anthony doesn't do those. Those are not his films. And Andy said, what about a one-headed shark? That's fun. (laughs) 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 And that would be Anthony C. Ferrante. So there you go.
2: It was actually a shark attack this this last week.
0: Another one? Man, there'd been a lot of sharks. Anthony, do you you even pay attention to that? Because I noticed that the the, the shark attacks this year seem to be at a higher rate than ever, and I, I don't know what would cause that
4: the cost is that there isn't a sharknado this year see you know? it's your fault you know we don't have we don't have Ion Ziering with a chainsaw you know taking care of some of these sharks before they become a real problem
0: you Man, know? I know so that's, that's, that's the issue I know and by the way the next time I talk to Ion Ziering I'm going to go hey big shot executive producer really Ion Ziering producer <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to I have to go after him for that you do know that right Anthony
4: Uh, you go, go go right ahead. (laughs) He's a great guy. I'm I'm sure he won't come, I'm sure he won't come after you with a machete or anything like that. He might come after you with a snarl. He'll do, he'll do the snarl from the first Sharknado.
0: (laughs) That is a great snarl. That is a very good snarl. He he might be in trouble. So, (laughs) so Anthony, when you sit down, are you going to do, you know what? I've already done all these Sharknados, like six of them, seven of them, whatever it is. I think it's seven. Um... Where am I going next? I mean, how did you decide where to head next?
4: Well, this was actually something that uh, I I had come up with a couple years ago, two or three years ago. And uh, uh, he'd talked to me about it then, and nothing was going on with it. And uh, finally, uh, right after we finished uh, Sharknative 6, he got a green light, and we were off and running. So we we filmed this uh, last fall in Thailand. Oh, in Uh, Thailand you did? Yeah, yeah. That's pretty. That's cool. actually, you know, what, what are the, one of the the things that's interesting is that, uh, you know, if you're going to do a zombie movie where you have people with makeup, mm. let's go to the hottest place with the, <laughs> the, the biggest humidity, and let's watch all the makeup like slowly slide down the face. Well, I mean, at, at least, least you were the there.
2: Face. At least you were there in the fall, though. Go there in the summer. Oh God. Yeah.
4: Well, no, no, it just it makes it. You know, the you know sometimes you know you're losing some of the makeup because of you know the spotting and stuff. So you had to keep an eye on that stuff. Uh, with the zombie thing, so that that's that's the tricky part. I mean, shooting there was great, just that you know, trying to trying to keep the makeup from from you know bleeding and stuff is is, is really you know that was, that was the hard part. How about just filming it? I mean, how, how much time
0: do you spend? Let's say you're in because it's, it's, it's extremely humid and it's hot as hell. So would you cut back uh, uh, shooting for a, a couple a, one or two hours a day if it got really too hot, or you just shoot right through?
4: No. No, you have. You, we have. We, you know, a studio movie like this would be like you know, a hundred million dollars plus, and they'd have probably like fifty to a hundred days. Mm. We have like you know, no money and seventeen <laughs> days to shoot it. So, so you have seventeen days to shoot. You're shooting as much time as they give you. the The gun goes off at like you know seven in the morning, and you're nonstop until until you wrap. So yeah, you you don't. You don't have the luxury of going, Yeah, it's a little hot. I'm gonna I'm gonna go inside the the laboratory and, and, and chill. And by the way, let, let me let me let, let me let me preface what I mean, the laboratory there. Mm-hmm. So, you know, notoriously on regular movie shows anywhere ever, the uh uh you know, the porta potties and stuff are the most disgusting place on set. I mean they're just they're 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 so disgusting you will never ever wanna go in and use it. Okay. In Thailand the bathrooms are the most luxurious place and you know why they're luxurious? Why? It's because a they keep them super clean, but it is like the most amazing air conditioning you ever have felt. So you like you're outside and it's, you know, 100 degrees plus and you want to cool off, you go to the bathroom. That's how you cool off in <laughs> Thailand on a movie set. And that is that's the only place in the world that you'll ever want to go to the bathroom every day. It, it was, it was, it was amazing.
0: <laughs> I think that's fantastic. So, so the, the buildings aren't necessarily air conditioning, air conditioned, but the toilet's are. Oh,
4: it's, it's just, you no, know, we were shooting on an island. So I like, think we're just, you know. Oh, all that's boats, right. This. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So there so was we're, no we were building. outdoors all <laughs> yeah. the time. So, you know, it was, uh, you know, it, it was, it was hot. Now, <laughs> it long, was hot.
0: How long were you on the island, Anthony? Uh,
4: we started we went to Bangkok up to prep, which was the beginning of November, and then uh, I think two or three weeks later, we went to Krabi uh, Island, and then we were there uh, basically uh, till the mid, mid-December. mid So So we were there almost a month and a half.
0: So how does that work? I mean, what do you do when you're not—I suppose you're working like a madman, so you're tired— But what do you do for enjoyment and thrills when you're on an island, a deserted island, for a month and a half? no time for me that.
4: No? You work. You work. You You You, you just work. The actors actors had had time to go, you know, play with the elephants and do other things. But, Uh you know, generally, I mean, look, you know, we'll scout and we'll go do things like that. And um, that'll be, uh, you know, that'll be kind of like part of the vacation. I will say, though, you know, you know, we only have like a day, we have a day off in between each work week just because of the schedule. But, uh, one of our days off, um, which was, uh, we had to do some underwater filming, uh, for the, of, of the ship. And it was just, you know, a cameraman and, you know, we went out on the boat. And so we're going out in the middle of the, this island over in Crappie and, uh, it's, it's like, you're out, out there in the middle of nowhere. I couldn't die because I'm at a dive. But I basically jumped into the ocean where we were, and I just kind of chilled while we were waiting for the divers to come back up with footage. And I'll say that, that honestly, that day was the most relaxed day in the world, just to be able to <laughs> yeah. sit in paradise in the ocean, just you know, as as we're having like you know zombie extras float up in the water, and you have a little underwater camera filming them and stuff. It, it was that that was actually a re- that that was that was actually a, a vacation at that point. That was like okay, this is cool.
0: Yeah that is really nice if it felt like a vacation. Do you um you know without giving anything away uh in the movie because I certainly want want you to do that. But so so, so there are zombies they come out of the ocean. So whatever that disturbance is at the bottom of the ocean creates the zombie or zombies are they are the zombies?
4: How does that work? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. There's, there's something that happens at the bottom of the ocean. We, it's part of the story that we, right. we reveal later. Right. They get sucked up in the tidal wave. They get deposited on the island. And then uh, it kind of turns into sort of an old school 1980s Lucio Fulci zombie movie. So you just have total mayhem on, on shore. And it's up to IAN, a group, uh, group of uh, sort of people, to figure out how, how they're going to do it, how they're going to stop this thing. Uh, it's a, oh, it's actually it. a really, really, really gory movie, which I'm I'm surprised they let us get away with on the network. Uh, we we actually uh, we shot so much gore, and we decided to deliver to the network something for approval that was you know more than we wanted in the movie, mm-hmm. and then standards and practices came back and they go, oh, this is fine. I'm like, really? <laughs> well, we we have a. We have we have a zombie biting into the back of someone's skull, literally ripping off the skull and blood like flowing for like a minute and you're fine with it. So once they approved it, we just kinda paired it back to where we wanted it to be and, uh, and it was good. <laughs> so there was no sense there was no censoring on the thing. It was like, you know, in the eighties this would have been a uh, uh this would have been an unrated movie, you know, and you know, no one under seventeen admitted and, and here it's like in you know, twenty twenty nineteen. Well, times, fine. Are, times are don't, changing. Don't, don't, so, Someone's head. We had this great zombie head explosion. I mean, it's it's just gorgeous. It's this really, really amazing, and we got to show as much as we wanted of it. So I, I love that. Have you thought about doing a Sharknado game? Ooh,
6: because I like. There's it. big money in games, you know.
4: Well, they do have a slot machine, but I'll 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 I'll, I'll raise your uh, game, and uh, I'll give you an amusement park. So I went to <laughs> Malaysia last week. Uh, and uh, they, uh, there's a, a, a park there uh, called Sunway Lagoon. It's a it's a water park and it has some rides. And uh, they just debuted the first Sharknado attraction called Sharknado Alive. Oh, it's awesome. branded all across the park, and it's the most insane thing like I've ever seen. Like to think that six years ago we would have. Uh, we would have a, a theme park attraction. I, you know, that that's like an impossibility for a film like this. And in Malaysia, and we had just in Malaysia. Yeah, that's and, pretty cool. Uh, Malaysia's we, we just, that's a spectacular yeah. place to be too. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. No, it's, it, I mean, Malaysia's like, you know, it's, it's all, it's like suburbia. I mean, where we were at, it's no different than, uh, you know, something here at universal or, yep. or Disneyland. And it was, uh, it's just weird seeing all the branding, and then they have to play our theme song in the park, and it, it, it's like all these kids you know, are going to grow up. They, they have like a three year deal with this thing. It's going to be uh, pretty cool. The kids are going to be growing up with uh, Sharknado there. So if they if they weren't familiar with it now, they they certainly will be, and by the time they're done.
0: Now, Anthony, I want to I want to hand some off to you because you could use this for to sell your next like Zombie Two, the second title wave okay you can use it for that movie <laughs> um i was in a theater when i was a little boy in north Minneapolis, in the inner city a very inner city audience watching a zombie movie the mummy like, not a zombie but a mummy movie okay mm-hmm. and the mummy catches this guy and starts myth- dismembering the guy and a young da- dazzling urbanite in the theater yells out how you can't outrun a mummy so you could use that as your cell line. How oh, you can't outrun a zombie. That'll
4: be your cell line. What do you think? <laughs> I, I think I think it's I think it's pretty good. Yeah, you're going to pass but, but, like but, they, but they can't but but they can't they can't they can outrun zombies on this one sometimes. Sometimes they have to fight them. So I understand toe it, to toe. It, it, it depends on how uh, how smart you are and how how uh, flexible you are as a as a runner.
0: <laughs> I suppose that's true. Uh, Anthony, thank you so much for your time. Always a great uh, thrill talking to you. Looking forward to this Saturday, August 17th, the Off the Deep End Weekend Zombie title wave starring Ian Zeering Anthony C. Ferrante, thank you, sir. Thanks so much. I really appreciate it. You
4: guys have a great weekend. You too, sir.
0: Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast.
1: anthony c ferrante on the best of coming up next closing out the show we're opening up the uh, all the way back to episode 1021 with steve-o and mike lindell next
0: We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Steve-O at Rick Bronson's House Comedy tonight. Two shows tomorrow night, two shows Saturday, and a show on Sunday. Mike Lindell in studio as well from My Pillow. I was thinking of suing him before the end of the show. But, you know, i got to get the right amount where you'll just pay me so I don't have to actually sue you. That's the way they all do it. (laughs) That's the way they all do it. I have to bring something up to you. And, you know, no pressure. But I want to take you someplace in North Minneapolis. You and I need to get in the car someday and go to North Minneapolis. There's a place over, there. and I'm not a, you know, I'm not a really religious guy. I grew up Catholic, mm-hmm. and I certainly wouldn't, uh, you know, I'm not smart enough to tell anybody, oh, you're doing it wrong, you know. It's whatever makes people happy. That's what I don't understand. So, I, you know, there's this church over there that invited me to one of their services, and knowing that I'm a heathen, yeah. <laughs> you know, they already knew that. <laughs> but it's a, it's an, it's a black church. Even Tevin didn't pay attention. But you're really not paying attention. What? Sorry. <laughs> so, he said the word black. black. You're supposed to. Yeah, whenever I say the word black, you got to <laughs> perk up. Black Church, in North Minneapolis. Yo, black Church, North Minneapolis. Very good. You it. uh, it's called Holsey Christian Methodist Episcopal. But I didn't know they put all that stuff together. Right. But they invited me to come over because I grew up in North Minneapolis and I love North Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I can help them. You know, when the tornado hit, I offered my help, mm-hmm. and the mayor didn't even bother to return my call. Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, uh, the supermarket, our family, that gave us credit when my mother didn't have any money to feed the family. The supermarket gave us credit, burned to the ground. I called the mayor again and said I would love to help reconstruct the building or whatever. I don't want anything. I'm not in this for what. I don't want right. anything. Never turn return my phone call. Really? So the oh. this Holsey CME called me and Reverend Hester. By the way, Tevin, you'd love her. She's about four foot ten, but you would not want to piss her off. I can promise <laughs> you that. She's phenomenal. She brings all these homeless people in for the services, feeds them. This is the sweetest woman on earth. And I sat there, and the bishop was there, and the elder was there, and, and the, the Reverend Hester was there. And they have all these homeless people. And these people are poor, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, poor, poor mm-hmm. people. These are people I grew up with, you mm-hmm. know. And I'd love you to go over there and meet her because she is inspirational. You would I love
7: absolutely her. would. You know, this is yep, coinciding it. with it. you know, I didn't uh, – I'm, I, I will tell this now. It's on a separate, separate platform here. But the, uh, I, my foundation launched this this month in mm-hmm. 75 countries and then here in Minnesota. And we help the poorest of the poor, the right. homeless. That's the what squares I'm talking that about are now. on there, 100% of the money goes to them, and then you hear back from them. Right. What a difference you made in their life. It's a, what a concept, right? Right. Where all the money that's over here that my pillow's covering, and we have other entities. People, okay. huge companies are jumping on board to pay the overhead. So there's no overhead for So if you get, if you're a yeah. giver, you help this. And we were working with, all these organizations here in Minneapolis, and she would put her right on there and get. We're working with all these other ones where we're getting, where we need to hear where the homeless are, where the needs are. Right. And, and, and these people would, I would really love need to your do help that and with and you. I would go over there anytime. Um, let's wait till after the 8th. Steve O, you'd love this. These people. <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. a little busy. Either. Yeah, you're a little busy now. I, we can take care of that.
0: I honestly, got, so I go over there and, 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 the, and I told the bishop, I said, man, you got to get some more enthusiasm. He did a speech, man. It was fiery as hell, it was phenomenal. So he did a speech, and I'm talking to him afterward. Mm-hmm. But during it, his whole sermon was what what you guys both talked about earlier. Right. His whole sermon was on, I'm glad I'm not who I was yesterday right. and that I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. It was not over the top with politics Absolutely. or even right. religion or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just about, hey, don't worry about it. Somebody might call you during your show, right. and then you have to turn <laughs> it off. Uh, but but the whole idea was, I'm glad I'm not who I used to be and that I am who I am today. Mm-hmm. And that's Message all these homeless people, and they got alcohol problems. They got all kinds of problems. Right. Man, I saw several, not just one or two. Several grown men bursted into tears. Right. These people are
7: dirt poor. They would right. love it if we. You came know, up. and you know, it's a story like when my I have a documentary come out. I even have a, a book called. You uh, know, I'll tell it here. It's uh, it's called What Are the Odds? This book is give is such a story of hope because you know this isn't you know for for. You know, for yourself, Steve, or whatever. You know, you you know, we have these addictions. There's people need to have hope coming out of them. You just can't go, okay, I'm not doing the drugs anymore, but the pain's still there. Yeah, you know, right. you got to have some hope. You got to have some, and you and to give people trust. You know, to, yeah, it's hard it. to how long to take people to trust you. You know what I mean? I still don't trust. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> But, that's you know right
7: what I mean, it's, it's, you need those things coming out at least to have some, some hope and, and, uh, and some faith that things will change, you know, and to, and to get, you know, and that's another thing, too, with, you know, treatment centers nowadays. If they don't address, and you can probably say this, Steve-O, the, if they don't address the pains, most of the stuff, I believe, comes from your childhood, the stuff that happened, sure. you know, that man. mine was a divorce, you know, things that happen. And, and if you don't address these things, you're just masking it anyway with the drugs and 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 um so not to get those f- fixed and then to, to concentrate to focus on that and then focus on what's your life going to be Let them do them it's such a different lifestyle too mm-hmm. to be you know to be drug free and alcohol free and, and it's scary uh, to
4: make changes yeah absolutely. at any level it, yeah,
7: yeah exactly right mm-hmm. you just go well status quo one more day one more day you know mm-hmm. my, uh, my my last year Things got so bad, and they say, well, when did you hit bottom? I go, I don't know if I hit bottom, but I do know that um, things kept happening, and I'm going, and I knew that um, for me it was, you know, God having this, you know, that he had this big platform for me with a pillow that was going to be an evangelistic platform. And I'm going, okay, if you got this plan for me, I can just keep waiting another day, stand in front of semis. My sister called me up. She said, you got to quit standing in front of semis. You know, that door's going to close. Someone else is going to be picked up. <laughs> yeah, well, there is that. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my, my prayer was on the last day. But, you know, I was a little different because I didn't go to treatment, but I just had a prayer. I said, God, I want to wake up tomorrow morning and never have the desire again. I don't want to have the desire for um, cigarettes, alcohol, uh, and drugs. And I woke up the next day, and I'm going, "Wow, something's different." You know, it was it was, you know, prayer was answered. So I've had to kind of, That's you know, I've, and I've That's kept good. my kept my word, going, okay. This is what I'm going to do. This is my giving back, you know, to helping people with the, you know, with addictions and stuff. So I think it'll be great. They'll, it'll be great. They're going to love to. Come
0: they are going to you know? love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Just anybody paying attention to them, because mm-hmm. everybody ignores. Everybody likes to talk about. Oh, we're reaching, you know, we're doing this with you know, all these politicians. These right. Bullshit right. politicians. Right. We're going to help the black people and we're going to help the this the, the Spanish people, and it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's not true in the least. They don't help. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's changed in the past 60, 70 years since since the right. Civil Rights right. Act? Uh, what 50 years ago right. 50, 51 years ago well, A lot has changed I think. Like what? <laughs> Ask Tevinino you the same Would you get off your phone For Christ What are you, two? <laughs> Close. Close Like a little child
6: <laughs> There have been oh. a lot of changes, man Yeah There are a they're lot have. of things We're not allowed to say now <laughs> Right Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's why that's what I love about your comedy Steve-O is because you do understand you do get it and that's where your comedy comes from that's why I love it it's very very honest comedy you know, lots change
6: you can
7: damn thing anymore.
6: can't make eye contact, with eye
7: contact you know when you do when you do Tom when you talk about you know I'll definitely go there with you I've done I've done talks down like at uh, Union Gospel Teen Challenge, where I went in there and talked. The addicts they can all relate. It does give them hope, like Steve's story, my story, where you where they see oh, things, yeah. where people wow, there is success, and you're still. You know, my friend, the last month before I quit, I had to ask him. He came out with me. His first guy I ever did cocaine with twenty some years ago, and he had been clean for three years. And uh, Dick came over and he just out of the blue and he and I said, you know what? I said. Is it boring? You know, I I had to ask me these questions that only you know, I had to hear from that. You know, all these questions, is it boring? How do you you know, did you didn't you have questions like that, Steve? Was it gonna be you know, was it gonna was I gonna be bored or you know,
6: are you Yeah, I think for me, um in compared to what I had what had been normal for me, which was it was impossible to get through a day without just creating such wreckage and, and then <laughs> yeah. bringing about such shame and, and, and remorse regret and humiliation that uh, boring would have worked <laughs> 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 boring, boring was okay, <laughs> okay. You know?
7: I guess there's that
5: yeah. right there uh, is like, that. you
6: know when I when I describe uh, sobriety uh, to, to people who, who are thinking about it I I I, 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 I Make the comparison to to getting into a pool. You know, like if you go into a pool, a lot of the time, you know, like you stick your toe in the water. That water feels cold, man. You know, it feels you stick your your hand in. It feels really cold. Yeah. Think, man. And so, like, uh, if, if you're gonna sort of tiptoe and walk in slowly. That's kind of torturing yourself, and it's not—you uh, know—you're not really gonna gonna get all the way in. The right. way to get in is to just to jump in fully, all the way in. Wow. Now, when you jump into the pool, it, it feels cold. There's no way around that. You know, it feels uncomfortable. But if you can just stay in there, you find in a very <laughs> yeah. short time, yeah. in a very yeah. short time your body acclimates, and, 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 and really very quickly you think to yourself, wow, it's really not that cold in here. I wonder, you know, it's like a…
7: Wow, that's you know, a great analogy. Are you going to sue me if I use that? <laughs> uh,
6: and, uh, Why so, not? free. So you're, you're welcome to. And, and, uh, and, uh, it really, is, that quite, is, awesome. it really yeah. is quite that way, and, and yeah. that's, that's sort of the answer to the question that yeah. people are asking is life gonna be boring if I get sober I, I just think you know what like uh, at first hey it's uh it's uncomfortable is so, right, uncomfortable at first just like the pool's cold mm-hmm. but but stick with it and uh and you get used to it and right. and it's and it's fine and and the other thing about it too that, that sort of makes it work as an analogy is that uh you can't go around pushing people in the pool and expecting them to stay in. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You know, That's p- really good. People yeah. have to kind of – People have to go in the pool. People have to – you know, you can't impart willingness on people when it comes to recovery. Like oh. it's something that uh, that people have to sort of discover on their own. And for whatever reason that you might get into it, maybe it's because you're in trouble with the law or you're losing your job or you want to have your kids back or whatever. Um uh, it's really about those twelve steps you know and when, when you were saying that just before that that you have to address where the pain is mm-hmm. I mean that's what the steps are all about yep, you know? absolutely and 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 that's how you, you know you if just by taking away drugs and alcohol you don't You don't address what the issues are because the drugs and alcohol are really—they're just a symptom of what the issues are. Absolutely, they're actually the solution to the issues until it stops working.
7: You know, you say a good thing too when you say, you know, whether it's uh, you get your kids back or a ticket or whatever, and you and you're forced to go in the pool. Right, you, know, you can make a good thing there. Just hang in there when you get out. Hang in there because it does get easier.
6: Sure, you know, yeah, and 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 swim around and paddle around a little right, bit, right,
5: you right, warm
0: right, up quicker. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a
6: good thing. All right, right by right, paddling that. around, I mean work those steps. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
7: Oh, that's
0: great. Yeah, yeah, you know. Don't you think everybody? Look, whether they're an addict or they got problems or what, or they don't. Living your life one day at a time is a great idea, anyway. Mm-hmm. It's
6: a really great idea. Cleaning up your mess when you make one that's that's a good one too. Why are well, you
0: looking at me when you
6: say it? <laughs> <laughs> not saying general. No, no, I,
0: no it's, I. I think that stuff is great. I think, you know, what's great about this is not everybody talking about important issues, but not being overly serious or, or like lording over people about it. Mm-hmm. Just saying, hey, sure. it, this stuff works. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, when I went over to, to, to go and talk to people at Health Recovery Center, they said, well, so so are you going to lose your job? And I said, oh, God, no. What, well, do you miss work because you're drinking? I said, no, I don't. Well, are you going broke? No, I'm not going broke. Said, Why the hell are you here? Mm-hmm, right. I said, well, I did threaten to stab a guy in the chest with a steak knife at a restaurant a couple weeks ago, so that's one of the reasons. <laughs> 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 sure.
6: <are. laughs> nah, hey, that a- counts. <laughs> yeah, that's something. That <laughs> It occurs to me, too, you know. Like, I like sit here and... I imagine that the, people, the people listening thinking, man, like, who is, who is this guy? I thought that Steve-O was on the show.
0: But, you know, the last time you were on the show, you revealed something that you said you had never talked about in public before.
6: Well, I remember going into uh, to a lot of the history of... Uh, of you know, like how, how the jackass started.
4: Yeah.
6: Yeah. I remember it being a really interesting uh, conversation and and and, and 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 I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah,
4: Ooh, you talked terrific. about a, a zine or was it a zine or Big, was it actually yeah, a brother, magazine? Right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. And the whole history
6: with Steve Rocco. I remember mm-hmm. it well. Yeah, it was phenomenal. Um, um, but yeah, you know, it's so, it's so funny that when, when I went to re because like, My life is a little bit like a double life almost. You know, it's like I'm I'm this crazy maniac guy who, who, you know, sort of risks life and limb and is outrageous and does this, uh, you know, crazy one man show that really celebrates my craziness. And at the same time, I'm, you know, sort of uh, like this man in recovery who's sort of thoughtful and and really concerned with uh, doing doing the right thing and and sort of being healthy in, in, in all respects and on a spiritual path. Uh, w- and uh, I didn't get to a place where I could kind of be both easily or quickly. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I was in in treatment, when I first got sober, I I, I didn't know if I could uh, if I could continue to pursue a career in the entertainment industry because sure. you know, like to be so so kind of ego driven and 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 you know, in the spiritual and sort of you know, it just seemed at odds. Right. And th- the first thing that I did to kind of, uh, you know, sort of test the waters of working in entertainment was was the show Dancing with the Stars. Yeah, right. right. And, and boy, was that... Uh, I remember I remember when the idea came up. It's like, hey, you know, like, uh, I think I'm going to do this because it doesn't require me to travel. You know, I don't have to go, like, uh, where I'm going to be, like, in some kind of faraway place and, and no support around me and, and maybe something will go wrong. Uh, I can just, you know, I, I was able to do my rehearsals just down the street from my little halfway house I lived in. I I'd, I'd taped the show locally, and I didn't have to do anything particularly crazy or, or, or risky. And uh, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do it. This is great. And then I, I wind up, you know, like it, it dawns on me in a terrifying way that... Uh, Wow, well, I'm actually going to be on live TV in front of 20 million people doing something <laughs> terrible. <laughs> at, doing something I'm genuinely yeah. terrible oh, at. And I, and, and I remember, I remember, I was in my little bed in my halfway house, uh, you know, the night before the the uh, you know the first episode, looking up at the ceiling and thinking, I can't do it. I can't do it. Ah, I wanted to back out. And and in hindsight, I think uh, it's amazing that. That there haven't been people who just got scared and backed out on on the first day. I think everybody went through sure. with it. Mm-hmm. But the first week, I got uh, I got injured. Um, you know, like uh, I, I like, hurt my back a little bit. And I was on the show with uh, Steve Wozniak, who sure. he, he built the first Apple computer. Mm. So this guy's like a billionaire. It's like, well, he's on Dancing with the Stars. He's the only guy worse at dancing than me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for him, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and we were both, I think, endearing, like like endearing and and sort of lovable characters on the show. I think it was great. Now I I went to Steve Wozniak and I told him, this is by the way, the most hilarious story ever. <laughs> I went to Steve Wozniak and I told him, hey, you know, I hurt my back. and so my backpack uh, I want it to be lighter because it's straining me so I told Steve Wozniak I'm thinking about buying a MacBook Air so that my backpack will weigh less right now, what does he say to me? This is so awesome. He says, oh, cool. I'll go with you to the Apple store. You can, you can, uh, you can use my 10% employee discount. My <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, 10% give employee one. discount. <laughs> <laughs> the generosity. I, couldn't turn, I could not turn that down. I just thought that was so funny. So, oh, my gosh. So I yeah, met anyway. up with Steve Wozniak at the Apple store, <laughs> I, you know, and, 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 and I I picked out my computer. He He, uh, he, got, he, he, he called over the, the, the guy on the floor, you know, the sales guy. He says, "Oh, this is my the friend. He's gonna, he's gonna buy yeah. He's gonna buy this computer. He's gonna use my my uh, my employee discount." The 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 the, this, the floor guy looks at Steve Wozniak. He says, "But are you an Apple employee?" Which is like, gotta be. <laughs> the most cardinal sin of any, like, oh to not recognize Steve Wozniak. I bet, I bet the guy got fired. Oh but, uh, but Steve Wozniak looks at me he says, uh, with all this, like, this humility, and he says, yeah, you know, it wasn't like being being uh, boastful or anything, he says, Yeah, yeah. He says, "Yeah, I've got an employee. uh, I've got, I've got an Apple employee number. It's it's one." One. (laughs) 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 I know, and and uh, that that whole experience, it was it was just (laughs) uncomfortable as can be being on Dancing the Stars, but uh, but sure enough, you know, I I I kind of navigated. I figured out the next project to come along was Jackass Three D. And I did not really have my voice yet, you know I mean, I was like so like worried about like about everything and, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but but gradually over time, like uh, I found my voice, and now what, what's great is that I, I, I consider not only is, is life not boring, but uh, not only am I not boring, but but I, I'm just so so infinitely more creative. Mm-hmm. It's more present, more like like the things that I'm doing now, like with my live show, would not be possible back when I was drinking right. and doing drugs. It's just right. not possible. There's right. no way.
7: Right, I can relate to that. It's like when I uh when I quit quit everything, I'm going, I couldn't talk to two people in the same room. I mean, I you know like. I'd have my employee meeting and I'm going, there'd be six of us. I'm going, okay, can we do two at a time? You know? Because <laughs> uh, I, I, I figured out I'd always had cocaine or a crutch whenever I'd been in, oh, any, yeah. in right. public. You know, I had bars. When I owned my bars, it, I would show off. I mean, I'd blow firecrackers off my head. I, you know, I mean, you guys, I'm, I'm going, it. man, I was doing those things back in the bar days, you know, all these different sure. things. And, and, you know, as a show up, and then all of a sudden I find out I'm, I feel like an introvert once I quit the drugs. And I'm going, okay. I know the last thing I'd ever think I would be doing would be speaking in front of, you know, right. people. And, I'm, right. and, um, and everyone's going, what do you mean? You were, you were actually shy? I go, yeah, if I didn't have my drugs, but I always had the drugs,
0: you know. Uh-huh. But do you, know? you guys have to get going or can you stick around for a while?
6: Yeah, I'm not necessarily in too much of a rush. I do have to get back to bed. <laughs> I mean, somebody gets you a pillow. I just want to
0: take about an eight-minute yeah. break here and let let things uh, separate. Could, so if you guys can, can you stick around? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I think this is fascinating because sure, people are hearing stuff yes. here that they're never going to hear anywhere else. No, I love this. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> no, no, they're not. You don't mind? We'll take hey, an eight-minute break mind. and come right back. And then whatever <laughs> time you got to go after that, so you can go back to bed. I'll get you a pillow. It yeah. <laughs> sounds good. Man. <laughs> we'll you exactly right discount. <laughs> yeah. Hey, my, my Tom Bernard podcast number is number one. (laughs) That's one of the greatest stories I've
7: ever heard.
1: Make sure your swords are all tied for peacetime on this episode of the Best of the Tom Bernard Podcast. Brought to you as always by Bradshaw and Bryant. Great clips this week from Joe List. Anthony C. Ferrante and Steve O. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we will see you next week.